everyone. Welcome to The Funnel, an e-commerce podcast. I'm Shannon Abel, Media Marketing Specialist at Blue Acorn ICI and host. Each episode, I interview e-commerce experts about the latest trends and topics that matter most to brand and retail professionals. Today, we have with us Yahim Klein. He's the CEO at 3Kit. Hey, Yahim. Welcome. Thanks, Shannon. Great to be here. Yeah, before we get started, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure, happy to. So I'm uh, president of 3Kid. I joined the company uh, about uh, a year ago, so 12 months ago, but have been in enterprise software for the last almost 20 years now. So started out in uh, 2000 uh, with a small startup called Big Machines. Uh, I worked for that uh, in Europe, built a European business for them for 13 years until it was uh, sold to Oracle. And uh, Big Machines was in a space called CPQ, that stands for Configure Price Quote. So it's um, software that allows you to find your right products, price those products, and then create proposals for the products, typically integrated into a CRM. And so I I thought, you know, when Oracle bought the company, I thought like, hmm, Oracle is a great company, but it's a big company. And so I wanted to stay with a smaller company. So I joined uh, another startup. Uh, called Steelbrick, uh, in essentially the same space. And um, we were fortunate because I was not the only one, but a number of us, actually, uh, former colleagues and friends from Big Machines joined Steelbrick as well. And so we grew the company pretty quickly. um, And we did so for one and a half years until Salesforce was very interested in buying us. And so we sold the company to Salesforce this time. And uh, I stayed with Salesforce uh, for another three years running this um, configure price quote our product and then i think again came to a very similar conclusion that uh, uh was an amazing company and uh, great uh, management and everything but i decided like for me it's more kind of like the smaller companies and so i joined a new company new company new startup called three kid uh, which this time around is in the visualization space um, so i've been here for about 12 months and really excited to see kind of like what's going on in visualization and how much this is even over those 12 months, it's changing and taking off. And so very exciting to see a new nascent market uh, really grow even in these last 12 months since I've, I've been here. Awesome. Great. So speaking of 3Kit, can you tell us what it is and what problem it solves for brands and retailers? Sure. I think when you look at the problem that we're seeing a lot with, uh, with customers is that, you know, all of us today, are, you know, always online, we're all become, I think you can say, obsessed uh, with visual experiences. You know, you could check Snapchat, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, whatever it is, on a daily basis. And so I think there's a high expectation from consumers and customers uh, with visual experiences. And, you know, when you look at the, the stats, actually, it shows you that in e-commerce, uh, over 80% of buyers point as the product image as the most influential factor in buying something, obviously just uh, after price. Um, So visuals are important, and I think we see this in in so many cases, but then when you look at reality, in reality, very often on these e-commerce sites, you just see one or two images of a product. Sometimes the quality is not great, um, and you cannot see the product from different angles. You do not see it from the inside. You cannot spin it around. And so you cannot see the color that you want. You want it in green, but it also shows the the default in black. 
And so I think what we've seen here in this market is there's kind of like a customer experience gap, uh, you can call it. So as consumers and also business people, we expect certain visuals that we are used to. But when we then shop, we don't see those. And that keeps people from not buying. And obviously, it's tricky because you cannot touch the product, you cannot see it in reality. And so there's a gap. And I think with 3Kid, we're trying to close that gap. So we're trying to provide brands and retailers a platform where they can upload their design files, uh, create a 3D model, and then really quickly and easily uh, generate, manage, 2D, 3D images that they need for their websites in highest quality uh, to create visual configurators where people can see how the product actually looks like, as well as use augmented reality to see how it all fits into their room. The, the two big benefits that, that companies take from that is typically more revenue. Uh, so conversion goes up because you see amazing visuals. You know, people like that. They see what is it that we're really getting. And I think uh, for us in particular, what we've seen is like a big driver for a lot of companies is cost reduction um, because they're spending a ton of money on studio photography uh, today, especially when the products are complex and we can reduce those costs significantly. And that's typically how companies justify an investment um, and what they really want to get out of it is obviously driving their revenue, but they can save costs that they have today and then also leverage the upside of having more revenue and higher conversion. So when someone's uploading their photos to 3Kit to create those 2D and 3D images, are there certain requirements for those photos or certain ways they should be taking those photographs to be uploaded? They typically give us um, 3D CAD models. Uh, so when they're manufacturers and we use the 3D or the CAD models to create 3D models. Um, and that's uh, today's pretty much still a manual process. There are many 3D modelers out there. Uh, you can use images for that. You can use uh, CAD models. Um, you can just um, use, um, um, look at the product when you, if you want. And so that's the initial investment that you do and that you have to make. And once you have that, you can then create computer generated images from it in 2D and 3D. Uh, you can create a visual configurator and you can do augmented reality all on the 3Kit platform. So you mentioned the um, visual gap in e-commerce. Can you name some of the specific things consumers are looking for in their e-commerce imagery? I think they're, they're, first and foremost, I would say, you know, and that's not new, they're looking for high fidelity in visuals. So they do not want to see kind of like low quality images. It's, it's very obvious, but it's, I think you can only state it over and over again um, because companies, and I think that's one of the things we're seeing is quality always means cost. And so companies, brands, retailers are conscious of costs, so they don't want to invest as much. But that's kind of key, I think, what we're seeing. Uh, the other thing is, you know, we want to have e-commerce um, and, you know, maybe if you take a step back and think about it, kind of e-commerce today is, I think, something like 14% of overall uh, retail revenue. And so I think we're seeing kind of e-commerce going into more and more interesting areas that are more complex, maybe, not only books anymore. We're seeing no furniture, we're seeing apparel. And so people want to have a way to experience the product as closely to touch and feel as they can. And so I think they're typically looking for you know, a 360 degree view, you know, being able to spin the product, see it from all different angles. Uh, they're also often looking for ways how to see how it's used. So an animation, for example, uh, we have a customer uh, called Modari, 
who uh, make uh, toys uh, for kids. And so the way you can experience the product is you go in and you configure your car and you can actually take out the different layers. It shows you how the layers are set up. And then you have a little animation that goes up and down to show you like which part you have configured, what color the specific uh, part of the car is. Um, and so I think the, the other thing that we're seeing with you know, consumers, what they're looking for is they want to see, you know, how can I personalize, how can I customize my product? And I think we've seen this with a number of our customers as well. An interesting uh, use case is a company called Ciroc uh, Vodka. Uh, so they sell vodka. And if you think about it, kind of like what would you customize on vodka. There's not much that you can customize. And what they actually customize is the packaging, uh, so the bottle itself. And uh, you can customize it to a degree that you say, I want my picture on there. I want to say happy birthday on it uh, because I'm throwing a big party somewhere. I want something on this bottle. And so again, it's kind of like it's this opportunity to customize the product to a specific persona, to you individually. And so I think what we're seeing is kind of like how can we all personalize the products that are being sold to the end consumer so they feel you know, more engaged in the buying process and get something that they want. And so I think there's kind of a lot in terms of having a better visual experience, uh, we believe kind of give customers a lot more in terms of uh, uh, that they want to buy this and kind of like the buying process itself. Do you find that many e-commerce stores are starting to grasp the idea of adding more visualization or you think there's still a massive opportunity for e-commerce stores to really take hold of this, um, you know, adding more 2D and 3D images and really creating that wow factor for consumers and differentiating themselves among their competitors? I think there is a huge opportunity. I think this is a, um, a nascent market. It's, it's emerging. It's growing really, uh, really strongly. And I think that's what we're seeing in our business as well. Um, so I think we cannot complain in terms of like interests and opportunities we're seeing, but it's still very early uh, in that space. And so I think when you look on the, on the normal, on any e-commerce side, and you know, I'm sure uh, you guys in particular have seen so many, um, you know, you don't find as many enticing, uh, attractive, you know, 2D, 3D uh, visuals these days. And I think we'll see this industry evolve uh, very quickly. You know, Google is now started launching 3D ads uh, in their Google search engine. Um, and so if you want to differentiate again as a brand from your competitors, you might put a 3D ad out there and have it show up on Google. Um, there's a whole industry consortium that, you know, we're also being part of where we see kind of a number of um, companies coming together. So um, brands like Ikea, Samsung, um, then the big retailers, you know, Amazon, Walmart, Target, um, and the, the, the big technology companies, you know, like Google, Facebook, obviously 3Kid. Um, so everybody's coming together trying to define like what is the 3D commerce standard because there is no standard today. And it's interesting that all of these different players that are competitors in, in the market space all agree, you know, like something is going to happen in 3D commerce. And uh, we are all now getting together defining like what should that be and how will it look like? And that's why we believe, you know, and even the 12 months I've, I've been in this space, I'm seeing a huge uptick in terms of like interest activity from a number of different players. And so I think we expect uh, more and more companies in e-commerce um, retailers to uh, jump on that wagon and do something because it eventually it makes a lot of business sense. Right. And I'm sure also from the consumer side, there's a little bit of 
education that needs to go on for what exactly are these new tools? How do you use them effectively? I read in a recent, actually an article on 3Kit that 70% of consumers see the benefit of these types of visual visual aspects of the e-commerce sites, but I think they're probably still, do you agree that there's probably still some education that needs to happen before they really can grasp the idea of it from the consumer side? Yeah, I think from the consumer side, very often I, I just think about it when I myself use something, obviously, you know, like if you are spending all of your day uh, on, on, a, on a topic like visualization, then you're looking at it uh, maybe a little differently than the, the normal consumer. At the same time, you know, I was buying a, a backpack for my wife uh, a few weeks ago for her birthday. And I came to this uh, one store, online store, and a really great backpack, but there was literally one picture, one picture from front. I thought to myself, like, how, you know, I want to see more. And like, forget all of my three-kid ex experience or kind of my background. But for that moment, I thought like, well, why don't they have at least a second picture? I'm not asking for 10 pictures, just two pictures. It was literally just one picture. And so I think as you get used to certain features now, once you've seen a few websites that allow you to spin around, see you an animation of it give you the opportunity to customize the product i think very quickly consumers will almost become used to that and say like as i did in this backpack example i'm like one picture i'm not going to buy this right kind of like how does it look on the back I, I don't understand and yes i can read the long text um and so i think consumers will very quickly jump on this and appreciate it and i think they will kind of in a way i think have a pull strategy to the the retailers and brands to tell them, hey, we want to see more images than you know we we're seeing currently, and it's actually interesting. We we uh, um, came across uh, uh, an analysis that uh, a marketing group did uh, three years ago. They asked how many images a consumer wanted to see on average, and 2016, three years ago, they said like on average three images of a product. Now you fast forward for three years, and they did the same analysis this year and now suddenly this number had jumped from three to eight wow. not from three to four or to five but to eight and so i think we're seeing and that there is a lot more interest because people uh, want to see more they are more used to that as consumers of those you know instagram snapchat other tools but also i think what we're seeing is like there are a lot more products being offered online and suddenly people are unsure uh, you know how do I evaluate a product? Uh, there's the price, there are reviews, but I want to see the product. And, uh, you know, 10 years ago when you would only buy books online, yeah, you know, the book is more like, what is the book about? Not so much how the book looks like. But today, if you're buying, uh, you know, say, let's furniture or apparel, or other things uh, on the web, it's a different beast where people really want to see how it looks like. And so I think there's lots of changing. I think the consumers will probably be the ones who will pull or push in some cases the brands and the retailers to provide more imagery and more customization into their visuals that they have on their on their sites. Yeah, there's a good analogy on the three kit blog about how say you're sitting on face or Instagram for 30 minutes. I mean, think of how many images you can consume within that 30 minutes. I mean, it could be 100, 200. So really, we're today, we're so used to consuming those images that we expect also that from our brand experiences. So absolutely. Are there any, like, where wouldn't a 3D image work on a website or on social media or in an ad? I mean, um, I, I would argue, obviously, <laughs> that it works everywhere. I think the question is more, where does it make business sense? Uh, because I think, you know, there's, and it's an interesting topic in terms of visualization, because what we're seeing is kind of, we're seeing 
you know, enticing, interesting images, which are good for the brand. They're good to look at. But at the same time, and I think that's what we're seeing in, in our business in 3Kid, is it also has to make business sense, right? People want to get value out of it if you run a business. And so I think there are products that have a very limited set of variants, for example. And the primary example is a book, right? There's only one variant of a book. And so it will cost you more to create a 3D model of this book and then create computer generated images from it than literally going there and taking a picture um, in, in a studio of that book. So I think once the number of variants are limited, you tend not to see uh, a lot of 3D or computer generated images. Uh, I think there you do see more the legacy studio photography there. Other than that, any physical product I think has obviously in real life a 3D view. And so why shouldn't have a 3D view also um, on the web? And so I think we will probably see a lot more. And But from a business perspective, I think only once you have a number of variations of the product, it actually makes sense to build a 3D model and to use computer-generated uh, imagery uh, to put those on the web uh, if they have just one or two variations. It typically doesn't make any business sense. It could still be nice to look at, but it doesn't make a lot of business sense. So are furniture and apparel, the top two industries probably using 3D images? We do see a lot of in, in those two for sure. I, I think furniture is a, is a natural one because when you think about it, uh, they do have a lot of complexity in terms of the fabric that you can have on a chair, on a sofa, uh, the colors uh, that I go with it. So suddenly you see a, an enormous amount of uh, product permutations uh, for any particular product. Um, and, you know, it's, it's an interesting uh, thought experiment. Uh, and what we're seeing in furniture in particular is that many of these manufacturers or retailers only have images of maybe 20 or 30 percent of all of their product permutations because it's just cost prohibitive to have it for all of them. And so suddenly when you're going to a computer generated model uh, like 3Kid, you can literally have all of the permutations uh, created because it doesn't cost you about a hundred bucks as in studio photography, but it might only cost you like $1 to create an image and not a hundred. And so the, the cost difference is huge. So uh, furniture obviously is an interesting one because of the permutations. Uh, apparel uh, is interesting uh, for the permutations because obviously, again, you have the fabrics, you have the sizes, you have the colors. Um, there's another element to apparel uh, that makes it interesting uh, is that there is a, a high interest in terms of customization or personalization of uh, apparel. Uh, so we have a customer called Puka uh, who make uh, baseball hats. And so you can put your logo on, you can put your name on. It's all virtual, but you see exactly how it looks like. Uh, we have a customer called Tailored Brands, uh, the, the parent company of uh, Joseph A. Banks or Men's Warehouse, who are very focused on making sure that uh, you have the right custom suit um, that you're wearing. And they allow you to put monograms on your shirt, for example. And not only you type in the name, but you actually see it appear on the shirt. You see the color, you see the size, uh, which font you're using. And so I think apparel is the second area. Uh, we do see a number of consumer goods companies, uh, you know, have, have watches, for example. Uh, we talked about the beverages. Uh, um, we see manufacturing, uh, interestingly. There's a lot of manufacturing customers who are using this to uh, create quotes for their customers and show them images of highly customized products, typically uh, big ticket items. Uh, we see a lot in sporting goods, 
Um, you know, so we have a number of companies that have helmets, you know, football helmets, bike helmets. Again, a lot around customization. Um, and then we have a lot in, you know, you can say building or architecture uh, where companies have specific requirements uh, uh, for, you know, having lights hanging somewhere and you want to have it see it like, how does that look in my room? So it goes into augmented reality and then also counting, you know, there's a parametric configuration. So you want to know exactly how much wood you need in order for support that specific structure. And so I think there are some use cases to it. Uh, but quite frankly, uh, we're coming across industry almost on a, on a daily basis. And sometimes you wonder like, hmm, I didn't even know this was an industry. Um, and so, you know, this, it's in interesting to see. And I think a lot of companies are trying to get ahead of their competition. I think uh, outside of all of these industries, but get ahead with 3D visualization, provide better images at the same time saving costs. And it's really spanning across B2C and B2B. Correct. Yes. I think we, we generally see more B2C as 3Kit, but we're seeing a big uptick in B2B now um, because I think similar to what we said earlier is that also people who buy B2B at the end of the day are using Instagram, Snapchat, all of these tools themselves. They buy on Amazon. Now they come into their office and say like, why shouldn't I buy on Amazon? Why do I first have to get a quote from you? And I've bought from you for the last 10 years. Just give me an e-commerce site. Let me shop on your e-commerce. We have agreed pricing and that's it. And so I think we'll probably see B2B also go a lot more into e-commerce. Um, and that's where then you know, visualization becomes uh, much more interesting and hot topic. How are you seeing brands uh, implement and leverage augmented reality? Augmented reality is a really interesting one because I think uh, it, once you've seen it and I encourage everybody to take a look, um, you can type in, for example, a great white shark uh, into Google and you see kind of like a shark suddenly in your room uh, or, the, or there's the Volvo S60 is also on Google. Just type it in and you can see a real life uh, Volvo in your living room or garage or wherever it is. So I think it looks cool. It's really interesting. Um, but what's, uh, I think, interesting to us when we talk to customers is there is not a very strong business case today for augmented reality. So you talk to people, they like it. They say, this is awesome. It's amazing. I see this now in my, uh, in my living room, I can see the couch, but the business case, I'm not so sure. So we see a lot of interest uh, in the topic, but once it really gets into implementing, uh, into using a tool, we don't see as much with augmented reality as we see in the other cases. And the other case is a very strong business case. If you can, if you do not spend $100 per product picture, but only $1, that's a huge cost saving. And these are costs that are already there in the business today. So people have budget. They can reduce their budget significantly by implementing something like that, uh, like 3Kid. In augmented reality, it's not really clear. It's a nice add-on. And I think one of the things we're missing today is that not all of the products are available as 3D models. So I think the, the the set of models that you can use in augmented reality is still fairly limited. And so I think as we continue on, I think uh, we are also at 3Kid absolutely convinced that augmented reality will be huge, no question. There will be a lot of opportunity for, for a lot of people, but we're not seeing this taking off yet as we're seeing in all of the other areas. And we believe that from everything when we're talking to customers is there's so many things that companies will still have to do in terms of creating those 3D models, managing the 3D models, 
having the right output formats for augmented reality, putting them all into one room together. A lot of, a lot of challenges that are not necessarily technical challenges, but more business challenges for the individual companies. Um, and then the business case is not as strong. I think it will take some time from what we're seeing uh, that AR really takes off. So we'll continue to support it. We have it available uh, as Tweakit, as, as I think a number of other companies do, uh, but we haven't seen the breakthrough or kind of like the interest pick up as we've seen it in 2D, 3D, computer generated images, visual configuration. These are much stronger and much stronger business cases than augmented reality right now. But in three years, uh, I'm absolutely convinced you know, augmented reality will have taken off uh, hugely. Awesome. Great. Is there anything else you'd like to mention before we wrap up? I think we, um, we're very excited about the space. Uh, if you are interested in anything we're doing, please visit our, our website at uh, 3kid.com. It's uh, like the letter three uh, or the number three, I should say. Uh, so T-H-R-E-E -E and then K-I-T. Uh, dot com. You can also do the number three and then kit.com uh, or visit us on, on LinkedIn if you'd like to find out more or from my LinkedIn profile. My name is Joachim Klein um, and uh, it's been a, a pleasure talking to you, Shannon. Yeah, thank you, Joachim. This is great. Thank you. For those of you listening, uh, feel free to visit blueacornici.com for more e-commerce tips and you can find any of our episodes pretty much anywhere you listen to podcasts. Until next time.